0: I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, oh yes, I'm back. Everyone's so excited. (laughs) On today's show, we will be talking about this year's Christmas at the Cathedral. Uh, We have Mark Konzemius, Dan Goller, and Joe Obermuller with us for the uh, interview. These are three guys who are part of the creative team for Christmas at the Cathedral. So hope you'll stick around and hear that conversation. It's really great Get to talk about Bishop Swain a little bit. And uh, just what to expect for the performances. So first we have, I said Bishop, because see, I've called you everything. Yeah. Dr. Chris Bergwald. That might be a first. <laughs> that no, might that, be. That might be a first. Might be.
1: Good to have you back, Renee. Yeah, thanks. We all I've missed been, you I've so much. I've been back for like
0: a week and a half, yeah, but, but uh, Casey wise. had some uh, ish, episodes scheduled ahead. In fact, yeah. he'll be on next week again. What? Because he had an extra one recorded. Oh, gotcha, so, yeah.
1: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but we're we'll, we're doing. We'll the, do biblical biblical bites. Local bites yeah. Yes, great. Yes. So get back into the swing swing of things here, Renee. What's today?
0: Oh, it'll be the second Sunday of Advent.
1: Yes, what cycle are we in for the readings? Hey, oh,
0: <laughs> you are knocking out of the bar. So I get applause uh, oh from gosh. our from our engineer. <laughs> Is that what you guys decided you <laughs> well, want they, to be they, called? They I don't remember. <laughs> we still need to get
1: her mic'd up. sometime. I know better. Come on, Elise. Yes, she's not saying anything. Soon. She talks Soon. more at ignition. But anyway, yeah. um, um, I'm gonna let we're gonna choose your own adventure, Renee. Do you want to talk about the first reading, which is about um, a shoot from the stump of Jesse, or yeah. the gospel reading, which is about John the Baptist?
0: Ooh, boy, that's a tough exactly. one. Exactly. Uh, you know what? I really like the the, the Jesse thing. Okay,
1: Let's so go there. so I'm just gonna say my. Either way, I was going to make a nod towards the other one. Okay. Uh, the nod towards John the Baptist. So uh, the gospel, uh, I, last week with Casey, I had mentioned how we actually start uh, the first Sunday of Advent is always sort of looking towards Jesus' second coming. Mm-hmm. But now we transition towards looking towards his, preparing for his first coming, his birth. So John the Baptist, part of that, I mean, Yeah, part of that preparation. So we're learning about John the Baptist who prepares the way for the Lord. Um, But the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11, verses one through 10, starts this way. On that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse and from his roots, a bud shall blossom. The spirit of Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom, and understanding, counsel, strength, knowledge, and a fear of the Lord and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. And it goes on from there. But the thing that I would just want to focus on in particular here on that day, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. So first of all, that's really hard to say like as, she, nor- she as quickly as I, sh- exactly. I as
0: can't I say normally that speak, that's really hard to do. Um,
1: <laughs> A shoot from the stump of Jesse. What the heck's going on there? I'm guessing you have some idea, Renee. Yeah. What's going on there? What's uh, your understanding of what's going on there? Jesse,
0: I believe, is one of the, uh, in the line of, Jesus' line of ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so that is uh, foretelling Jesus' birth.
1: Yeah. So Jesse is the father of David. Right. So David is the great figure of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is the one who would become the second king of, uh, of Israel and its greatest king before Jesus. Right. So uh, when you look at the Old Testament, we think of people, you know, early on, Adam and. Moses, Noah, and Abraham, mm-hmm. then Moses. A lot of people think about Moses uh, as really, and he is really important. Uh, they're all really important. But David, in terms of quote-unquote word count in the Old Testament, David's the guy. I mean, okay. He's named more than anybody else. Okay. Um, and he is the great king. So the Israelites, so Isaiah's writing 600, uh, or even earlier than that, 8th, 7th, 6th century, somewhere in there. Um, this that's, that's a couple centuries after David, and he's foretelling uh, he, he's talking about. There's going to be a time when the Davidic throne is ended. Mm-hmm. So the the um, a little bit later in Israel's history, they'd be deported. Right. Uh, the, the Davidic throne is ended. the The line is cut off. Mm-hmm. Stump.
0: Oh, sure. Okay. Because it,
1: the, the, the line has cut, cut, cut down. down. The tree, yep. But a a shoot is going to sprout from the stump of Jesse. That's foretelling the return of the Davidic king who will be Jesus.
0: Yeah, uh, thanks a lot for that, Dr. B. It's uh, good to be reminded of what Jesse is. That's
1: right.
0: In studio with me today, I have three lovely gentlemen. This is uh, We very rarely have three guests at one time, so this is going to be a little bit of a juggling act. But we have Christmas at the Cathedral coming up, so we wanted to bring in Mark Kazemius, Joe Obermuller, and Dan Gohler to talk about... uh, their roles in Christmas at the cathedral, what to expect this year and why anyone should come because people who've come know that this is a big deal. Right, Mark?
2: Well, we hope so. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> on the Lord's hands, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's titled Journey in Faith for a Reason yes, this year. Yes. It's a journey so, in faith, but it's uh, it's worth it. It yeah. really is. It, uh, we've not had anybody say, I want my money back.
0: No, no. Come. In fact, every time I talk to someone who's been to it, they're like, you haven't been yet? And I haven't been yet, which is terrible. And I mean to go every year, and maybe this will be the year. I think it was two years ago we were sick and we had tickets, and then we had to give them up. So I was really bummed. Anyway, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Um, I want to start by uh, having each of you just introduce yourself a little bit, maybe how you're involved uh, in the in the production. So, Mark, you'd sure. start.
2: Yeah, Mark and Zimis and my day job is president of the Catholic. <laughs> Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been blessed to be the part of the creation of Christmas at the Cathedral, the producer and director for all 26 years. Mm-hmm.
0: Mark works really hard at this, like he starts in the spring, putting the, the show together. Yeah, it's... in the winter, and
2: yes. and the reason oh, yeah. why these two are here, and, and also our fourth colleague, Apollonia Davalos, yes. they're part of the creative team. So as soon as Christmas at the Cathedral is over... Uh, in January, we're evaluating, <laughs> processing, learning from it, and we're beginning to talk about themes for the next year. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, and, Mark, you are from South Dakota originally, if I remember. Uh, originally married to from a Minnesota. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And your wife? And my
2: wife's from New Hampshire.
0: Yeah. And Jeannie. Yeah. Jeannie. I hear so many good things about Jeannie. I don't know yeah. if I've ever met her, but. Um, it's the
2: best thing I ever did in my <laughs> life, right? Yeah. Uh, that's good doubt. to hear. Yeah. Jeannie's She's smiling
0: terrific. right now. <laughs> All right, Joe, how about you?
2: All right, thanks
3: for having us. Uh, my name is Joe Obermuller. I, uh, my day job is uh, as vice president of academic affairs at the University of Sioux uh-huh. Falls. Uh, I've been at USF for 10 years. I was previously an associate professor of theater and uh, got involved with Christmas at the Cathedral after seeing the production in 2018 when, uh, my wife and I got to see the performance and we were just, we were bowled over by it. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. And I remember very vividly leaning over to Janet as my wife's name. And, and after the performance was over and I was like, this was amazing. I mean, if I could be a part of this, it would just be awesome. And the Lord heard that request (laughs) and, and, and not five minutes later, uh, was, talking to some friends who were involved in the production and they said, Hey, you should meet Mark and, and get connected. And then the next year I got to play Isaiah in that particular performance that was 2019. And so that's how I got involved. And it's been, uh, it's just been a wonderful blessing in my life to be a part of the creative team and, and, uh, and now to once again, take on the actor role.
0: Right. Right. Uh, Dan, how about <laughs> you?
4: Geez. I met Mark just by accident. We met at a um, friend's home and I uh, had dinner together and um, just hit it off really well. I got involved in writing some music for a production when Henry Charles Smith was still the music director. And then when Henry Charles uh, retired, um, Mark kind of brought me on board. And so I've been here ever since 2009.
0: And what is your role with the Production?
4: I'm the music director. Okay. So my responsibility is to work with Mark and the rest of the te- uh, creative team, Apollonio and Joe, to put together the show, but also to cho- help um, come up with selections and, and options for music you know, that we can utilize each year. And then once we make the choices about the music we, we want to utilize, then I go ahead and work out the arrangements for the orchestra and the chorus and the guest artists that we have each year and then direct the show as well.
0: And if I remember right, sometimes you are also writing music.
4: Quite a bit, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. yeah. Yes, we, we. I'm sure you can't always find what you want.
4: No, and even <laughs> if we do, you know, we find a lot of songs that we like, but they're not necessarily going to be available, um, and specifically available for to fit within the context of the cathedral, show, so, right. which is a different kind of thing than, say, hearing it in an arena or yes. a concert
0: hall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. I do, I do have
2: to point out, though, yeah. there are no accidents. So the oh, fact that's... that I, I met Joe, the fact that I met Dan and, and Apollonia, those, it was all providential, all For meant sure. to be. And these are some of the most talented people in our region. And the fact that God's brought them together here in the cathedral to celebrate his incarnation every year is just yeah. phenomenal.
0: Well, and Mark, I think one of your great gifts is that you are really able to pick out the talented people who uh, to work around you. And it, it just seems like you're really, really good at that. So I can imagine these guys were like, that was super easy to get in with Mark. <laughs> All right. Um, so this year, um, as as many people know, most people should know, uh, our dear Bishop Swain, Bishop Paul Swain passed away this past weekend. And Mark just informed me, I think it was yesterday, that the performances this year are going to be dedicated to Bishop Swain's memory. Yes, So can you talk about that a little bit, Mark?
2: Yeah, Bishop Swain uh, had a huge impact on me personally, and I know uh, all of East River through Mm -hmm. a lot of the things. You know, he'll definitely be known for the person who led the interior restoration of the cathedral, uh, where we're performing Christmas at the cathedral, but also uh, the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, the emergency homeless shelter that we have, um, the permanent monastery here Mm -hmm. for the Adoration Sisters, many amazing, beautiful things that he did, and Um, You know, Bishop had never been to South Dakota until, and then the Holy Father, you know, Pope Benedict, you know, called him and said, I'd like you to be the Bishop of (laughs) Sioux Falls. He's like, where's Sioux Falls, probably? (laughs) So uh, the title of this year's concert is Journey of Faith, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and he took that journey of faith and came here. And within weeks of his being installed, it was mid-October, this was two, three weeks later, I said, "Uh, Bishop, we need you to record this little Welcome message and oh, yeah, what's that about? He goes, well, it's going to be broadcast in 220 CBS affiliates across the country. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, million people are going to see this on Christmas Eve. And he did he no- turn white? Because yes, I, yeah, I can see Fisher's oh, yeah. being like, Whoa. he's a very shy guy, <laughs> yes. and uh, this was way out outside of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But he accepted that, and then he came to his first concert. And he, uh, we we asked if he would attend one concert each year. Uh, because it is televised, and, and it's a chance for him to meet a lot of people, and a lot of people get a chance to interact with him. Well, he came to all six, oh, wow. and uh, and all of them after. And in all, he came, I was adding him up. He came to 79 Christmas at the Cathedral wow. Concerts during his time because he wanted to be there. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord speaks to me in a different way with each concert. I get moved and touched in a different way. and And he was a very special part of yeah. the production, so we're— we miss him dearly, um, but we're, we, we're excited to be able to dedicate this year's concerts to his memory.
0: Yeah. So um, Mark is, is, has assured me that probably both Dan and Joe have some good memories of Bishop Swain. Do either one of you want to share one?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, the, the most vivid memory is Bishop Swain coming back into the green room prior to each performance and, and praying for us. Mm-hmm. And I looked forward to this every night but the the night that that is clear to me and probably always will be was when my daughters were with me back there Mm -hmm. and at the time they were probably six and eight maybe years old and and bishop swain turned the corner to enter the room and he immediately saw my girls and walked right up to them i mean it was just it was the most amazing. i wish i could describe better the look on his face when he saw my girls there and he walked over to him and he blessed both of them. And there was just this, this intentionality toward, uh, my daughters. And I just stood in awe watching this happen. And then he prayed for the group and it was a three second moment, but it was very impactful and very meaningful.
4: And so I'll always remember that.
0: It's beautiful. Dan, did he take yours? <laughs> it, it, no, he didn't. <laughs> <Not> I mean, <laughs> I,
4: I was just going to say all of the time that Bishop spent with us um, in the time praying with us before the performances and visiting with us around those performances were all memorable and they were really encouraging to us. But I have kind of an interesting one it was actually before we're walking through. It was one of those years where it was like negative something and there's, you know, Snow piled up everywhere in the streets and whatever. And my wife's great aunt and uncle had been invited to come to the show, and they're very elderly. They were in their mid 80s at the time. And um, her great uncle had a hat that blew off his head and landed under um, a car on the street. Mm. And Bishop was walking over from the Bishop's residence over and he just like went right and like got right down in his, you know, clothes, he was all dressed up for the performance and whatever. He got down on his knees under that car and grabbed that hat and gave it back to her great uncle. And so I think that's a good, to me, that's the story for me that really embodies what Bishop Swain was about. He was really about service.
0: Yes. I was going to say he was was a servant servant leader.
4: Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. Thanks for those. Um, Anything else you want to? include about that mark before we move on to the performances no
2: um the only thing i'd add is we're going to also dedicate the broadcast okay um, on christmas in his memory as well
0: okay great thanks um so let's turn to uh the actual performances and find out what we can expect this year so mark can you tell us a little bit about what the theme is um and just what people will see when they're there
2: yeah for those who haven't been to christmas at the cathedral every year we have a the theme that Mm -hmm. we pick and what it is is just just taking a sort of a magnifying glass or a spotlight and focusing on a particular aspect of the incarnation it's a story that is just i never get tired of thinking about and looking at and there's so much to learn and i feel like god has so much to teach us through it so last year excuse me the focus was on mary's perspective Mm -hmm. and it's the first person perspective and, uh, the, the actor at the time, actress, uh, Apollonia Davalos just did a fabulous job. And this year it's going to be from Joseph's perspective. Okay. And, um, oh my gosh, as we dug into it, being a father myself, blessed to be a father. I, I, I was just so, uh, moved by the script, uh, it, which really is his story. Um, and it's called journey in faith. It's not just, uh, you know, a. uh, pronoun, if you will, of uh, the name of a concert, it's really an imperative. And it's, it's uh, each of us being called and challenged in a way to journey in faith. We've teased that a little bit as we've talked about Bishop Swain's mm-hmm. journey in faith. And, mm-hmm. and each of us, I was just out to see my daughter last week who has two children, a two-year-old and a four-month-old, and you can imagine there's some moments of being overwhelmed. And I, I put on one of the songs and just talked a little bit about Joseph's journey and how difficult it was at times, joy-filled at times, mm-hmm. but challenging at times. And we both just had a good cry together, uh, <laughs> but lifted up and, and buoyed by our faith mm-hmm. and, and by knowing um, that we should not lose hope uh, that that God has got this. He's He's going to be there for us, is with us all throughout the whole journey.
0: Sounds like a really interesting uh Way to look at it. I know. I don't know how you come up with these every year because it seems like they're different every year. It seems like a very simple story. So I'm really impressed that you can figure out a new angle to look at it from. Um, okay. So Joe, you've been uh, a part of several performances. This is your fourth time. Is that right?
3: Third time. As Third time, time the as the actor, actor. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, which role are you playing? I imagine Joseph, Joseph. Okay. Indeed. And why did you say yes to it this time?
3: He's my namesake. How could I say no? <laughs> no. I, uh, no, really, it, it, it's a easy choice. I love being a part of the performance. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like performing in the cathedral. There's nothing like listening to the music every single night. Um, I just like being with Mark and Dan, so anywhere they are, I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really a great experience. And then this year in particular is really interesting to have this sort of sequel almost to last year's performance Mm -hmm. where uh, like Mark said, Apollonia did such a fabulous job embodying Mary and telling her story. And now we're, we're seeing us the other side of it. We're seeing Joseph's side. And it was interesting to write this particular story because we don't know as much about Joseph. Mm -hmm. And so uh, through the creative process, deciding when we were, when we were going to start his story and how we were going to end his story and uh, and that was all a really uh, fun creative process for us. And I won't give anything away about that, but I you know it's kind of interesting to know that we did spend quite a bit of time figuring that out right and uh, and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: yeah, how do you prepare for a role like this?
3: Well, it requires a lot of dedicated, focused time to get the words into your brain. uh,
0: First things first. Yes. And then
3: once that happens, then you're free to have fun and to explore and and figure out a whole bunch of things about the character. And so uh, that process is long and hard, but it's so worth it. And I have to tell just really quickly uh, one story that I've just really appreciated so far with this process. Um, Joseph is actually in some moments of the show recalling the words of Isaiah and in 2019 when i played Isaiah i was speaking s- some of the same words uh, 800 years prior sure and so to be learning the same script <laughs> from joseph's perspective has been extraordinary because it's all coming to be. This is a fulfillment of something that the prophets foretold that people were waiting for. And here it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so to, to be able to, to say these words from Joseph's perspective, to, to, to bring these, these characters that we know so well to life really brings the story uh, into an, an entirely new realm of understanding. And so that's yeah. been really fun.
0: Does yeah. that impact your own faith? Absolutely. Yeah. In what yeah. way?
3: uh putting scripture into your heart and mind like that mm-hmm. I I wish I could encourage <laughs> I, I would encourage everybody to do it you know yeah. um mm-hmm. because you I, I get to know scripture in a in a very deep and personal way wow and and I hope that's what the performance does because so much of what these characters say is just straight out of scripture mm-hmm. and so it's seeing it's seeing these, people and these stories come to life. And, and so I hope that sort of transformation that I experience happens for the audience too. Right. And in fact, that's my job as the actor to try to do that. Right. So,
0: right. Um, Dan, we talked mm-hmm. to you a little bit last year, um, about, cause it was the 25th anniversary and, um, we talked a little bit about writing and arranging. So of course you work on all that piece. Can you describe how that works for you a bit and then how it's different maybe this year from last year or even each year? How is it different for you? And is there anything that stood out this year?
4: Yeah, I mean, each year it's a different, as Mark said, there's a different theme, different mm-hmm. story, different way that we're telling the same Christmas story. So we sort of um, reimagine it each year. And so we need new music, not just to express the perspective of the character, but really in the way that we're looking at, and as, as uh, Joe pointed out, digging into the theological richness mm-hmm. of the story and what scriptures are we you know, sort of bringing to life and writing on people's hearts as they, as they watch the show. And so every year I'm going through, I have a long list of Christmas music. And like right now I have two dozen titles under consideration for future shows and ideas and concepts. So that's kind of the cool thing. Like Joe said, I feel like for me, it's an opportunity to grow in my faith and understanding knowledge of scripture. And the songs are powerful because, um, for example, oftentimes when I'm praying for, uh, for other people, I'll think of a song. Right. And I'll think of a scripture, and so I'll send the song of the scripture. And Martin Luther said that when we sing, we pray twice, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. There's something to the way a song can encapsulate so much truth in a beautiful and powerful way. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we're looking for when we choose the music. And then we just give it to the artist and the orchestra and the and the chorus, and we just give them an opportunity to share that with the audience. And also in our own lives, as we work on those arrangements, as we prepare them in preparation, rehearsal, and then also when we do them in the performances
0: as right. Well. I think a question I didn't ask you guys last year, how long do you rehearse before all of this comes together on performance nights? Cause I, I don't see you rehearsing anywhere. Obviously you're not sound not like you're rehearsing in the cathedral. So how much rehearsing is done?
4: Not as much as we would like. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. We don't so that. yeah, the chorus, <laughs> chorus only gets the choir rehearses seven times. Oh, on their own, on their own. That's it. Yeah. And that's, you know, assuming they show up, they are, they're very good. Yeah. (laughs) But they're volunteer chorus, but they're excellent. And so they rehearse seven times, five to seven times, depending on how frequently they show up to rehearsals. Mm -hmm. And then the week of uh, the week of production starts on Tuesday night. So we get a Tuesday night rehearsal. Wednesday night is a full dress rehearsal with an audience and uh, members of the Bishop Dudley house Mm -hmm. and harmony and other places. And then six shows. So it's quick. That first night is the first time the orchestra is there. The chorus is there. The artists are there. I have an afternoon rehearsal for about 90 minutes with the two artists for the first time when they, you know, get in off the airplanes and come and. So it's it's rigorous, but um, (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a testament to the professionalism (laughs) of the whole thing. Because,
3: (laughs) and I gotta say, it's a terrifying uh, Mm. prospect. Because the first time I'm rehearsing with the whole group, there is Mm. an audience. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, and and you know, you just take a deep breath and make your entrance. (laughs) You know,
0: I was gonna say that it all sounds terrifying to me. (laughs) Okay, Mark, we don't have very much time left, so I want two things from you. I want to make sure we uh, give everybody dates where they can get tickets. But can you first just tell me, what do you hope people will come away with this year?
2: That they would know that regardless of what they're facing at any given time in their life, that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. God is with them by their side actively. And that there's a reason and purpose for their life and for what they're going through. Um, God makes good out of all things. hmm and uh, he took Joseph from the high of, she said yes. <laughs> Jeannie said yes <laughs> to the low of, uh, can you imagine his fiance saying, I'm pregnant. Right. And he knows it's not him. Right. Uh, to the high of, wow, well, the angel said there's more to this to, we've got to go to Bethlehem and she's pregnant. And then, oh, we made it to Oh my gosh, I have no place for my pregnant wife to deliver our Mm -hmm. baby. And these highs and lows are extraordinary. And at the end of the story, don't forget the incarnation story, the birth story. The last thing I have to do is flee in the middle of the night to go to Egypt. Mm -hmm. So these highs and lows are what we can all relate to today. Um, But we journey in faith because we know God has all of this in his hands. And there's a powerful story of salvation in all this for each of us.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like a really good um, production this year. Looking forward to it. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to it. So, Mark, where can we get tickets? When are the shows? Can you give us all that information?
2: Sure. There's six concerts, December 15th through the 18th. So it's Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights at 7.30 p.m., a matinee at 2 p.m. on Saturday okay. the 17th, and a 1 p.m. matinee. Oh, I'm sorry, I got this. Which one? One, one o'clock matinee on Saturday <laughs> the 17th. And the two o'clock matinee on the on 18th on Sunday. Okay. And tickets are available uh, at all of the Sioux Falls area high V stores. You can get them online at ccfesd, ccfesd.org. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you Google Christmas at the Cathedral, oh, yeah. it's going to come up. Yes. And you yes. can go online, you can purchase tickets. It does sell out, but it's not sold out at this point. Yes. So uh, if you'd like to come, I encourage you to come. If for some reason you felt like the cathedral, Maybe you're not Catholic. I have no idea why you wouldn't feel like you're welcome. Just know that you're welcome. Yeah. And uh, we hope you'd give yourself this opportunity to give yourself a present. Um, thanks to our sponsors. All the money goes to two beacons of hope. Mm, yes. Endowments for the ongoing care and maintenance of the cathedral and also the ongoing ongoing care and maintenance of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality right. House.
0: Right. Thanks for adding that. I forgot to say that Absolutely. earlier. So, All right. Thank you guys very much for being here. I really appreciate it. I hope the rehearsals go well. it's not too terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I really encourage everyone to, even if someone tells you it's sold out, go check anyway. Go online and check to see if there's still tickets because I often hear that and sometimes there are still tickets available.
2: And Renee, be inspired because after the first time Joe went to the concert, look what happened.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I am not an actor. I am not an actor, Mark. You do not want (laughs) me. That's right. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. All right, if you haven't found us yet on social media, you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at YouTube at SFDiocese anytime. You can also find us at sfcatholic.org, the diocesan website. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.